Hey, this is Pastor Stephen from The Vine in Chapel Hill. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. Our prayer is that regardless of where you are right now, the God of this universe would speak specifically to your heart through this message in Jesus' name. For more information about our church, mission, or to give online towards this ministry, go to thevinechurch.com. So today I'm going to talk about uh, something, um, you know, I was, having, I was having such a tough time this week. I know you guys don't have tough times, but I was having a tough time this week, and so I, uh, I wrote five sermons this week, and you guys know that if you've been here a while, if I say something like that, that's not a good week, because that means I couldn't figure it out, you know, and I just kept... Writing and writing, and I don't mean like five ideas, I mean like five full, you know, just sermons with scripture and everything and everything that I want to say. I wrote, I wrote five of them. I just kept writing them and then I'd go, this isn't it. This is not right. And this isn't what, because I just, I just believe through my prayers that, that divinely the Lord um, puts every person here that's supposed to be here on a Sunday morning. And then he puts the words in my mouth that he wants to speak. And so because of how heavy that is, I a lot of times trash what I have and say, no, no, really, what is it? And um, so I guess it was, I think it was Friday, which is late in the week for me. And I'd written like four sermons. And I go on my prayer drive and I'm so discouraged. I'm never discouraged on my prayer drive, but I was so discouraged. And I said to the Lord, I said, I said, Lord, I just believe that your word alone is so powerful. So don't let me ruin it. You know, that's the struggle of a preacher. You know, you guys don't really even need me. This thing is so good. So when I come and I talk about this, I got to be so careful that I don't mess it up. And I said, and I said, Lord, I'm just sharing my prayer time with you. I said, Lord, you know, Timothy warns us to be careful about sugar-coated preaching. And you always think of that as a warning to you as like church members. Like, i got to be careful that I don't go to one of those churches where they sugarcoat everything. But I look at it for me and I go, Lord, don't let me be, ever be a preacher that does that. Because it's really easy to do that. And it, I said, Lord, I don't... Maybe this will make sense to you. I said, Lord, I just don't want to bring these people sweet potato casserole. <laughs> and he knew what I meant. And I... And I <laughs> And I was saying to him, I said, a sweet potato, it's, it's got so many nu- nutrients in it. It's so good for you. And it's, a, it's a, just about a superfood, complex carbs, super healthy. But when you put it in casserole, you lose it, man. You lose all the nutrition. Oh, it tastes great. You can shovel it down, man. It's got, it's got molasses and brown sugar and regular sugar and, and, you know, marshmallows melted on top. It's wonderful. Everybody loves it, right? Well, not everybody, but, you know. A lot of people like it, right? <coughs> but it's no longer healthy for you anymore. And so I was just saying, Lord, I just feel like I've written all these sermons this week and they're all just kind of like sweet potato casserole. Like they've got like good stuff in it, but it's just like too much of me. Because I'm just the sweet stuff. I say, <laughs> and 
I said, you're the nutrition. You know, you're you're the nutrition. And I, and I said, Lord, don't don't let me bring them carrot cake. You know. Yeah. You cheese and God's broccoli. Yeah. You know, you guys don't need carrot cake. You don't. You you need you need nutrition. You need vitamins. You need. And so, I really didn't experience any sort of revelation or breakthrough there. I actually did something I haven't done in so long. I just came home. I was about 30 minutes into my prayer time. I always go for at least an hour. I just came home because I was so just discouraged and tired. I just drove home. I wasn't even finished praying. And I knew what I needed to do, but I didn't know why I needed to do it. I walked in the door and I walked back into my bedroom and Lauren said, what's wrong? I said, I don't feel good. And she thought I meant like sick, but I just meant I don't feel good. And so I said, I'm going to lay down. And so I lay down and I I knew what I needed to do, but I didn't know why I needed to do it. Because I took this with me. And I just knew that I needed to read this word. Not, I mean, I had been in the word all week. I mean, looking for sermons, you know, and all this. But I just laid there and I felt like I just, I needed to read it. You know, for me. And I opened up and I just started reading. And I kid you not, I just felt healing come over my whole body. And I felt better than I had felt all week long. Not that I hadn't been reading it, but I had been reading it for to give and not to receive. But as I laid there on my on my bed, I just read these words, and I just I just felt I felt great, better than I had all week long. And so, from that moment, the Lord also told me what I was to share about today, and and it's just that this word is so nutritious. That it just, it doesn't need to be dressed up much because then it's in danger of losing its nutrients. And as I was laying there, he, the Lord put Hebrews chapter 4, which is our commissioner chapter anyway. But the Lord put Hebrews chapter 4 back on me again. And I'm just going to, I'm going to read this one verse here in Hebrews that the Lord reminded me of as I was laying there in my bed and... Hebrews 4, and one verse there, it just says, verse 12, For the word of God is alive. I was laying there, and I, and I felt that. The word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And I was just, as I was laying there, I just, the Lord reminded me of that. And I thought, yes. And I thought, well, what's between the soul and the spirit? And I thought, where's the flesh? Between the soul and the spirit is this fatty level of flesh. And when I read the word of God, because it's alive and it's powerful and it's sharp, it cuts away at our flesh. When we read it, it cuts away at our flesh. It's like that of a surgeon's scalpel cutting away of a cancer that's trying to spread in us. You know, when we just meditate on the words of the Lord, I can feel that, just that cutting away of, of something that's, that's damaging to us. And we may not even know what it is. You know, it's been Friday. I've written four sermons. I felt kind of funky for three days. I've been so tired. I, I do all of my natural reasoning that I can. I've not had enough water. I've not had enough coffee. I've not had enough sleep. You know, you don't. Have, you do all that. And then I'm reading the Word, and I go, no. There was something that was on me, 
And the Lord just cut it off by the power of His Word because it's so sharp. We may not even know what it was. I didn't see it. It hit the floor. I don't know what it fell off of me, but something came off because it's the Word and it does that. And it took something off of me. Ephesians 6 says that the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And, and so, I came to say this this morning. I came to say, there is an absolutely supernatural power in the Word of God. Supernatural power in the Word of God. And let me clarify this like I've not clarified it before. I don't just mean that the understanding that you can receive is supernatural. I mean the power of the words alone are powerful. If that makes sense. Let me, let me I, like I said, I've never really... This is kind of revelation for me as I was laying in the bed because see, you guys thought when I felt that just healing come over me laying in my bed Friday, you guys thought, well, he must have flipped up to John 3.16 and he was reminded of the Lord's love. You guys think like the power of the word is actually apart from the revelation of the word, if that makes sense. Because see, when I was reading and I felt that healing come over my body, you know where I was? I was in Deuteronomy. I was reading about these crazy laws. I couldn't find an ounce of application for it in my life, laying on that bed. It was, it, it, I wasn't sitting there going, oh, wow, light bulb. No. And so I think sometimes when we talk about the power of the word, we assume that it's just the power of understanding these words. But I've come to say, even without understanding there's something to this that we don't understand. Because as I read about how basically in Deuteronomy, if you messed up, you were dead. I felt alive. <laughs> yeah. And it was just because the sword of the Spirit was cutting away at me and cutting something off of me. And so I know a lot of times people's biggest complaint is, I don't understand. You know, like, I, I would read, but I don't, I don't understand. What I read, I don't understand. You know, and I've just come to say, you don't have to. He'll make it plain to you. His word says he will. By his spirit, he'll interpret it for you. He'll give you understanding. He'll give you wisdom. You'll have all that. But even if you just sit down and go like this and just read Psalm 66 and 67, you're going to be blessed by it. Because the, there is a promise in here that says that you'll always be blessed by it. In fact, Isaiah says that when God's Word goes out, it never comes back empty-handed. That's a promise. That when I open this up, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to read it. Whether I understand it in the moment or not, it does not matter because there is a sword that's cutting something off of me that I may not even see. Now, we like it when we can see it. Sometimes you can see it. Sometimes you can go, oh, that's what I've been missing right there. It says that I'm supposed to you know, pray and I'll experience peace and the anxiety will be lifted off of me. Yes, that's convicting me. I know that's what I need. Okay, well, that's really not that something was cut off of you. That's more like something was sort of highlighted to you. And now I know that I can do something and I can get rid of that. But sometimes I just read this and I don't even know what's happening, but something is being cut off of me. And the spiritual darkness of this world, they hate this too. So even as I read this word aloud, I would be, you would probably be amazed if you had uh, vision, if you had glasses that you could put on to see the, the, the spiritual forces at work. Because I think if we could just read this word aloud, I think we would see things running away from us. Because this word is so powerful. 
So I want to look at this um, real quickly in Proverbs chapter 4, because this verse came to mind this week for me. This is Solomon talking, and in chapter 4 and verse 20, he says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words, which were the words of the Lord that he was recording. He says, don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. And, you know, and I was just thinking about this Friday morning because I just felt like I was laid in bed, hooked up to the IV of the word of God. And I was just thinking, you know, in a world that's full of just so many like medications and prescriptions and antidepressants and anti-anxiety and anti-sad and anti, you know, cravings, you know, all this stuff. It just reminded me that we're starting to learn as a people that what's natural is actually what's best. You know, people are like, we, we went way over here and now all of a sudden people are kind of going, well, isn't it just best to take what's meant for us to take? Isn't it best to take what's organic? And so I thought, well, what's more organic than to listen to the words that first gave us life? What's more organic to restore us than to meditate upon the words that formed us? You know, what's more natural of a medication than to actually just go back to what spoke and breathe life into us again? How could, what, how could we go back to a more natural state of medication than that? And... You know, I just, I, the word, and you know, it says in Genesis chapter 1, that he spoke everything just by, into existence by just the power of his words. And, and I just, I need those words because they're just powerful. They're just powerful. And when I read them, that power of the words, I can feel them in my life. And so the most nutritious thing that you can put into your body is the word of God. And like I said, Isaiah gives us a promise. It's not a suggestion. It's a promise that when I read these words, I will be blessed by it. Look at what Jesus said about this in Matthew chapter 4. In Matthew chapter 4. How about, how about, you know, Jesus is going through this time of temptation and Uh, How about verse 4 where he says, he's talking to the devil here, and he says, no, the scripture says that people cannot live by bread alone, but they live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. They live by those words. Jesus says, an all-carb diet just won't work. I know, that's like a bummer. (laughs) He says, it's just not going to work. To just live by the things of this world. It's not enough for you. It won't sustain you. We need the words of God. We need fruit. Right? Not just bread, but fruit. And God's word always produces fruit. Jesus says, this is the medication that you've been looking for. This is it. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent His word and it healed them. The Word healed them. And you, you know, well, what happens if I forget to take my medication? Well, there's starting to be 
you know, side effects and, you know, that part of the commercial that they fly through super fast. Yeah, that's your life without the Word. You're all that stuff that they say very, very quickly that you don't want to hear, you know, and how you could die and all this other stuff. That's me without this Word because it's just, it's it brings healing to me, you know. And um, look at, I mean, let's look at John. Um and just in John chapter 1, I just, I love this too. It just says that in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, maybe you're listening today and you go, well, I don't understand how just reading these pages, and not even, even if I don't understand it, I don't know how that could bring any kind of healing to me. And, and simply enough, it's because Jesus is the Word. So when I commune with this book, I'm meeting with Jesus Himself because He is the Word. And so as I laid on that bed and read about these laws in Deuteronomy, and it didn't make like I, I wasn't thinking, oh, this makes so much sense, and so it's so applicable to my life. No, but I was. It was Jesus was in that bed with me, and the words I was listening to were the words of my Father speaking to me. And how? What's more comforting than that? What brings more healing than that? And it was just, it was truly medication. I mean, I believe Jesus says, I'm the great physician and this is the pharmacy. You know, he says, there is a prescription for you in every single chapter. You know, take two of these and then call me in the morning. You know, that's what I felt like. I was in my prayer time and it's like I was meeting with him. And he was like, just go home. You need medication, Stephen. You need, you need to meet with me and let me prescribe you something. You know, whether you're worried or stressed or scared or tired or afraid or lonely, you can open this book and it will medicate you. You know, you don't even have to Google. I know we're in this Googling age and I, and I do it too. It's like, verses for when I just don't know how to be a good parent, right? And then they give you all these verses. And like three of them are real and the rest of them is like, y'all ain't never read the Bible before. <laughs> you know, it's like this random reference where it's just like, my child, you know, you are vanished from me, you know? And you're like, what you trying to tell me, Lord? <laughs> I can't just get rid of them. <laughs> you know, you know, but, you know, we live in this Googling age where we think we... We have to need, you know, direction to the Word of God. And that's fine, but the Spirit of God will direct you through the Word of God. And so I'm guilty of it too, but just just get alone with His Word and you will be blessed by it. There is, uh, just like I said, a medicating effect to being with the Word. And I mean, look at Psalm 119, 105. In Psalm 119, verse 105, it said, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And so, you know, you know that feeling that you get of being in darkness where you just feel like you're overwhelmed or you're just so stressed or you're just so burdened or you're just so tempted or you're just so worried. You know, that's darkness that you're, you're experiencing as darkness. And Jesus says, well... This is the light switch. And he says, if you want to get out of the darkness, you have to flip the switch. He says, open up the Word. That's how you turn the light on. You know? And so, I just... uh, 
I'm preaching my shortest sermon in two years of being at this church because I just want to tell you, I, I, I just, I just didn't want to bring you sweet potato casserole this morning because I don't think you need it because it would just make you fat, but you think you'd been fed and you wouldn't be. And I'm not saying I'm not going to preach you any more sermons. I'm just saying I, I, I that's my, that's my process that I go through and say, Lord, give me something that's just. It's just you, and it's not me, and I'm not in it. And this week he said, well, how about we just teach everybody that let's just get with me. And, and, and because a lot of times we come to church thinking, oh, I hope there's something for me there. But you've got like five of these laying around your house with, yeah. du- with dust on them. At least. You know? I mean, just sitting around and going, oh, Lord, would you speak to me? I'm just so tired. I just need a breakthrough. And he's just like, I love something that Bill, Bill Johnson said of Bethel. He said, you know, if I'm discouraged, if I'm heavy hearted, if I'm, he said, I will just go and I'll take my Bible and I'll open up and I'll say, Lord, I'm not leaving here until I'm fixed. I mean, that's the, you know, don't, don't read this thing for, for a verse or for memorization or to, to finish a chapter. Go into it empty and say, I won't leave until I'm full. You know, and, and just, I mean, I'm here in numbers. Look at this. I'm getting blessed right now. I mean, it's great. I mean, I mean, I just, I just feel that way. I just, and I kind of feel that way, like maybe even never before. And so, um, that's really all I want to say today. I just say, I just want you to just understand that there is a supernatural power of the Word of God, and I just want to be clear to say that it, 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 um, it transcends past your understanding of it. It goes more into just even the spiritual realm that you can't see. So even when I'm reading it, even if, like I said, if I'm reading it and I go, well, I don't know how I can apply that to my life at all. You don't have to worry. The Spirit of God is already applying it to your life right in that moment as you read those words. You know? And, 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 and evil rulers and spirits are fleeing you as you read those words. And, and, and the, the double-edged sword is cutting off pieces of the flesh as you read those words. And so I just, um, I just encourage you just to just start getting alone with His Word and just letting, letting Him medicate you through, through the organic way of getting back to the words that spoke life into you and getting back into those again and back into those again. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just, just stand in awe. Just of the power of your words. Lord, forgive us when we think we need more than that. Lord, when we try to dress up or disguise who you are and the power that you have. And Lord, I just pray that you would draw us back. Just, just to a place where we'd open up our Bibles more than we turn on our TVs. I mean, not only do we have five of these in our house, we all have it on our phone. And we're still spending more time on Facebook than your book. And there's no life there. Lord, I just, I just thank you for the supernatural power of your word. Lord, just let us leave here today just 
as a church that's hungry for your word. Put a hunger in us. Just a, a desire in us where we just have to get into your word. We have to. Because we can feel that we need that prescription. We need that medication. We need that, that to feel alive. That we just feel that, that when, we get, when we open up your book, it's just jumper cables being attached to us and just bringing us back. Lord, just let us be a church like that. Let, let, let us not dress up who you are. You're too powerful for us to try to disguise you. Lord, I just, I just pray if there's, if there's anyone here today and they're just, if they're just feeling the power of your words coming alive in their heart right now, uh, Father, I just pray that right now you would just beat on their chest. And just say to them, it's okay to come home now. This is the prodigal, as we sung about earlier. Lord, I believe you're calling forth home lost and wandering children today. You're saying, I I have my arms open wide for you. And as we're just in this place of prayer right now, if there's anyone and you're just feeling like I just need to come home. And you just want to make that decision right now. If you just lift your hands unto the Lord as he's with us this morning, he sees your hands Lift it up to Him. Father, I just know that You see these people stretched and I just pray that You would embrace them as they have their arms lifted to You that it's not only an action of surrender but that of ready for embrace. Just a hug from the Heavenly Father, Lord, that You would just comfort us as only You can and just remind us that You sent Your Word to die for us so that we could live. You searched and left the 99 to find them, to find me. And you would have done it for just one of us, Lord. Just one of us. That's how valuable and jealous for us that you are, Almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let us be a church. Let us be a people who is satisfied with the abundance of you alone. We don't need anything else, God. We just need you. Thank you, Father. It's in your holy, mighty name, Jesus' name we pray. Amen.